Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up your pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration. Music with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and HMS Richards, the Voice of Prophecy speaker. Father in heaven, we pray especially today for all Christian mothers. Bless them in their work of blessing. Remember all mothers today and everyone who listens to this broadcast in Jesus' name. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God. Where sin cannot molest Near to the heart of God O Jesus, blessed Redeemer Sent from the heart of God 
Hold us who bow before thee. Near to the heart of God. Let it be, dear Lord. Let 
The King's Heralds and Del Delker have a song now especially dedicated to the mothers who are listening. The sweet old songs I heard my mother sing. When the twilight softly gathers and a hush is on the air, when the voice of man and nature seem to pause in quiet Then among the many whispers that the coming shadows bring, I hear again the sweet old songs I heard my mother sing. Oh, the sweet old songs. What memories they bring, sweet memories they bring. In my dreams when all the world about is still, I hear again the sweet old song. Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker in a special tribute to praying mothers. For many years, a mother of Tom Carter prayed that God would save her boy and make a preacher out of him. But Tom proved to be a wicked sinner. He was sent to prison, but his mother still prayed for him. She believed God would answer her prayers. In her heart, she seemed to have the witness of the Spirit to that effect. One day, she received a telegram from the prison saying that Tom was dead. She couldn't believe it. She was stunned for a few minutes. Then she went away to her room alone and knelt by her bed with her open Bible before her. She said, Lord, I believe thy promises that thou hast given me in thy word. I believe that I would live to see Tom saved and preaching the gospel of thy grace. Now this telegram says he's dead, which is true, this telegram of thy word. She arose from her knees, 
sent a wire to the prison. It read, There must be some mistake. My boy is not dead. Sure enough, there had been a mistake. Tom Carter was alive, very much alive. Not long after this, he found salvation in Christ. When he was released from prison, he became a mighty preacher and soul winner for Christ. Praying mothers, good, earnest, consecrated, praying mothers. How wonderful they are, how much the world needs them. Fortunate indeed is the boy or girl who has a praying mother. One day in a little country town of southern Iowa, an 18-month-old baby boy slipped out of the door while his mother was busy in the kitchen. He began to eat the green apples that had fallen from the tree in the yard. Why is it that babies like green apples and other things that aren't good for them? He ate them fast, and he ate all he could. To make a wonderful day of it, in a few short hours, he was a very sick baby boy. So sick, the doctor told the mother he couldn't live. There was no hope for him. But this praying mother had hope. She knelt down and gave this boy to God for his service. She promised the Lord that if he would save his life, she would rear him to be a servant, a minister of Christ and his gospel. That baby did live in spite of everything, grew up to preach the gospel of Christ. His mother still lives and prays for his ministry every day. I know this to be true, for I was that baby, and Mother has prayed for me every day of my life. How wonderful it is to have a praying mother. When the Heavenly Father brought his Son into the world, he gave him a praying mother, the Blessed Virgin. When she found that she was to be a mother, she prayed, and we have that prayer recorded in the first chapter of Luke's Gospel. She said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. And so they do to this very hour. Jesus wasn't ashamed of his mother. When he was invited to a marriage supper in Cana of Galilee, she was invited too. For the scripture says the mother of Jesus was there. John 2.1 One day as he preached to a vast multitude of people, someone came up to him and said, Behold thy mother, Matthew 12, 47. It's well for us who love the Lord and have Christian mothers, praying mothers, to think of them often. Yes, we need to behold our mothers. Billy Sunday used to tell of a minister who was making calls in the homes of the people. He came to a certain house, asked for the mother, but the child who had opened the door said, You can't see mother now because she prays from 9 to 10 every morning. This preacher willingly waited 45 minutes to see a mother who had a regular hour of prayer every day. When she came out of her place of prayer, the light of glory was on her face. He knew why it was that that home was so bright. He knew why she had two sons in the gospel ministry and one daughter, a foreign missionary. Mr. Sunday used to say, All hell cannot tear a boy or girl away from a praying mother. Think of Susanna Wesley. What a mother she was, with 17 children to look after. She spent one hour every day shut up alone with God in her room, praying for those children. And two of her boys, under God, brought revival to England while France was going through its terrible revolution. One son, John, founded a Methodist church and started one of the greatest revivals of history. The other, Charles, wrote over 8,000 hymns, many of which the Christian world has been singing ever since. I would like to ask this question of you mothers who are listening right now. Are you a praying mother? Oh, I know you're busy. 
I know you're going night and day, but are you a praying mother? It might be well for you not to keep the house quite so clean or do quite so much work and take a few minutes every day to pray. You'd be a better mother. You'd enjoy your life and your children more, and so would they. You would find that you would know how to lead them through life and have more influence upon them than you do now. Remember this, mother. Prayer is a great deal more than a privilege. It's a God-given duty. None of us are excused from it. The mother, being closer to the children than the father, and with, with the more, of course, has in this sense a greater responsibility. Here's a promise to praying mothers and all who pray. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. James 4, 8. Here's another promise to those who pray. Matthew 7, 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. How can we ever expect to have answers to prayer if we do not pray? Do you love your children? I know you do. Do you enjoy giving them good things, preparing good food, supplying them with good clothes? Do you love to give little presents to them, make them happy? Certainly we all do. Jesus said, What man is there of you as a father, or of course a mother, whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? Then Jesus said, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give good things to them that ask him? Matthew 7, 9. If you do not know just what to ask for, or how properly to seek God for your child, remember this. We have the promise that if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. James 1, 5. You may not see the fulfillment of your prayers at once, nor in the way you expect. Sometimes, in spite of all our prayers, our children do not follow the right way. But if we have done our best and sought God earnestly, we can appear before him in the judgment assured that we shall not be condemned. I wonder what it will be like for praying mothers when they see the face of their Savior to be able to say, Behold, I am the children which God hath given me. Hebrews 2.13 Think of the influence of praying mothers through their children on others. In an obscure street in smoky, foggy, lovely London, there lived a fully consecrated, surrendered Christian mother. This gray-haired woman spent hours over the washtub every day, the rest of the time at the ironing board. She was a working woman in the literal sense of the word. She had a boy, but he seemed to be a bad boy. He ran away from home and went to sea in his early teens. And year after year... She never knew where he was. She could imagine him at the bottom of a sea or in the hands of pirates, but she never stopped praying for him. Many times her tears were mingled with the soap suds. As she prayed for John somewhere in the high seas, she knew not where. As her prayers were answered, yes, they were. No real spirit-indicted prayer can fail to be answered. At length, her boy John found Christ as his Savior. He began to tell other people about him. He returned and became known as the sailor preacher of London. He had indeed been in great trouble when his mother was praying for him, for he was actually captured by natives and sold as a slave to a slave. What a life he lived. It would fill a volume. It has filled volumes. So John Newton, London's sailor preacher, was used by the Lord to turn thousands to Jesus. And among those he helped was John Thomas Scott, a scholarly, moral, cultured man who felt that he didn't need a savior. But Newton touched his life, and he came to Jesus. Then, by word and pen, 
Scott won thousands for Christ. Among them was a very strange man, a melancholy dyspeptic. This man considered himself too bad for God to save. But Scott helped him. God touched him. And he found out that there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. He wrote it down himself for us to sing. By becoming the author of that song and many others, William Cowper influenced thousands for Jesus. He's still influencing multitudes, even you and me. Some people do not like this hymn today. They feel that they're too cultured for it. It offends their aesthetic sensibilities. Some of our hymn book editors are leaving it out, but in spite of that, the words of the third stanza are true. Thou dying lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power till all the ransomed church of God are saved to sin no more. Finally, Cowper, the poet and songwriter, touched another man, Wilberforce, Christian statesman and lay preacher. He touched thousands of others of the new rising middle class of England. Among those influenced by Wilberforce was a man named Richmond, vicar of the Church of England. His life was changed. He heard of a milkmaid in a nearby parish who had a wonderful experience in salvation, but unusually blessed by the Lord. He wrote a book on her story and called it The Dairyman's Daughter. The little book went into over 40 translations and changed thousands of lives. So we go back, 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 from Richmond to Wilberforce, Wilberforce to Cowper, Cowper to Scott, Scott to Newton. We see there in the steam of the wash tub the face of a praying mother. Young man, young woman, boy, girl, whoever you are, if you have a praying mother, do you? If you do, thank God for her right now. If your mother is near you, go and tell her that you love her. There's nothing like a praying mother. No blessing on earth is greater for you or for anybody else. And if she's far away, write her a letter. Write it today and tell her the same thing. And mother, listen to me for just a moment. Are you a praying mother? Is the eternal destiny of that boy or girl, or those boys and those girls, on your heart so that you think of them day and night, and hold them up before God in prayer. If you do not, how will you ever meet God when he asks you about those children? If you are not a praying mother, do not delay, but become a praying mother this very day and hour. And if you are one, God bless you, and he will reward you in due time.
darkness into light, this blessed Christ of Calvary. I'll praise his name both day and night, that mother's prayers have followed me. I'm coming home, I'm coming home to live my wasted life anew. For mother's prayers have followed me, have followed me the whole world through. And now, here with a final word for you is H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. Have faith in God for him to do and dare. Have faith in God. Your life may yet be fair. Have faith in God to hear a mother's prayer. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope that this broadcast of ours today has served to bring spiritual help and blessing to you. And we invite you to invite others to join us again next week at this same time when over these same stations we will bring another broadcast from the voice of prophecy. And so we say to one and to all, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.